somebody. <laughs> he's, he's, he made the finger noise. Oh, the, the finger, finger noise the, came the, out? The finger, the finger point. <laughs> have we started? We have. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. <laughs> My name is Scott. And tonight I have two other idiots with me. <laughs> it's, it's going well. We're yeah. starting a lot later than normally, too. I have, I have Todd. Hello. And Ash. <laughs> this is probably the, the most accurate intro. Probably so. I probably got two of my friends here with me. And whenever we went off on a yeah. sidetrack once. Oh, my... Pretty much. Fire family friends, yeah. super friends. Super friends. Now we got super two friends. more idiots. <laughs> two other idiots. <laughs> um, tonight, uh, it's it's May 2nd. Yesterday was May 1st. <laughs> For those that don't know how to do basic math, <laughs> which was First Responder Day. <laughs> is First Responder Day an official day? Or is it just a day that... I can't remember. Like you know, National got... Underwear Day or something. We got so sidetracked. I don't think that's an actual <laughs> National Underwear Day. There's days for is everything. There similarities. There are days for everything. <laughs> but is it a paid holiday? It's first responder day, a paid holiday. No, no, we get the shaft all the time. You get me? You know. <laughs> the shaft. Uh, yeah, for yeah, you yeah. Know no, it's a thing. First responder day. Oh, Ontario has a thing. Hmm. As of 2013. What is it? It's yeah, def- definitely isn't paid. It's just o- o- official. No cards. Is there a check? No. <laughs> the first of May celebrates first responders and physicians. There you go. Hmm. Well, you're welcome for our service. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember an episode about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyways, that was the news, I guess. <laughs> oh, one other thing that's, that's happening this month, and uh, th- this is another, it's actually been happening for quite some time. I don't know how long First Responder Day, evidently since 2013 was First Responder Day. Um, yeah, so it seems. The month of May, the entire month of May is Stop the Bleed Month. We've yeah. talked about this before. Um, so because of that, we're actually going to have a little discussion. We're going to watch a few videos tonight. It's going to be something mm-hmm. along the lines of our tone drop. For those of you that... You saw the all three episodes of yeah. <laughs> There's about five episodes on Carl's computer still. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's up to tonight. Oh, I'm sure that's what he's doing. <laughs> um, so we're going to actually, yeah, we're going to watch a few different videos. Um, obviously, you're not going to be able to watch it with us. We were, we were going to watch them commentate. Um, each one of them has some learning points to them. Yeah. Um, obviously, each one of them are has bleeding involved. Um, they're all body cam footage from different police agencies probably because it's easiest because uh, it, it's it's public um like public knowledge and mm-hmm. and they're actually pretty good uh, quality um mm-hmm. videos so and they, they're all involved gunfights and they all involve bleeding and tourniquet application so the first one up uh we're going to look at is um it's a officer involved shooting at a Louisville. I think the video actually says, uh, warning graphic content, Louisville officer involved shooting. And kind of the preamble for this is they're doing a traffic stop on a, like a pickup truck of some sort. I don't know, Ash probably knows what kind of truck that is. It's a Toyota, man. <laughs> it's a Toyota? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Okay, anyways. They're doing a traffic stop on a Toyota pickup. 
Because <laughs> that matters. Because <laughs> that matters. Yeah. The guy obviously doesn't comply. Um, they he starts to ram the, the police car. They're gonna tase him at one point. I don't know if they actually do taser him. Um, the guy keeps doing the old back and forth trying to get away. Eventually, he tries to drive away, and the officer shoots him. Are we allowed to play? Yeah. Where do you want to start it? I don't know where is that right now. This is a minute twenty-eight in. Let's play it from there. Find okay. out. Yeah, Ashley, I want to see it. <laughs> I got Miracle coming. You fucking shot him. Are you for real? So they just make an entry into the, uh, the cab of the truck. They're going to go for the passenger side. I need you both to put your hands out the window. This is after they put a few rounds into the cab of the truck towards the driver. You can kind of see where the, in the video, you can see where the rounds have hit. They've, yeah. uh, one hit, like, basically the okay. B pillar. Uh, the other one's just below the B pillar. Coming. You need to stay calm. Stay calm. Okay, okay, I'm getting there. I got ambulance coming. He's dumping blood out. Yeah, he said, you, you hit an artery, I'm dumping blood out. I need you to get out of the passenger side. I have a tourniquet. I need to get it to him. Open that door from the inside. Okay, come out with your hands up. Slowly. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Yeah, so right here at 238, 240, you can see the uh, the left arm injured. Slow, slow. Watch what's it going to do. Face the bed. So that goes back to the, so just looking at this, that goes back to the, uh, how do you tell massive hemorrhage? Um, yeah. Starting, blood's pooling down by the, uh, Bottom of the B post in the yeah. seat. Um, not really soaking through clothing because he doesn't have. I mean, he has a short sleeve shirt a on. T-shirt, yeah. Metallica. Um, <laughs> but you can look at the uh, the door panel and the base of the seat as well where he's right? sitting. Didn't see that the first time yet. Yeah, there's a whole. Yeah, there's a fair amount. Whole for, pile for of blood sure. pooling there. And yeah. as he moves, you can see it uh, really dumping out of his arm. Yeah, so you can obviously see the uh, the entrance wound, and in a moment you'll be able to see the exit wound as well. Get out of the car. Slow, slow. Face the face the bed. Face the bed. didn't penetrate it, like through his arm and into him. Maybe mm -hmm. I need you to stay calm, okay? Keep walking back. Keep walking back, passenger. Keep walking back. Step towards me. Back. The officer's getting his tourniquet out. So he's got a cat tourniquet. He's able to just open it, slide it over the limb. Going high and tight. So again, he's only been there for a few moments. And it's, you can see the amount of blood now down on the ground below him. Mm -hmm. He took a quick shot, so he's, he's definitely dumping blood pretty, pretty rapidly. Yeah, you can see here, like in the video they comment, uh, he says, you got an artery, um, but like we don't see any obvious squirting blood coming mm -hmm. from an artery, just a heavy venous flow, which is still a massive hemorrhage. There's still right. a lot of blood loss, so it, it's definitely tourniquet warranted. But we're not seeing that that spurt like an artery. So he's put the tourniquet on now. He's uh, he's done a really good job. He, like uh, he, he he kept it obviously in a good position on his belt, probably because it came off right away. Didn't have a for it. Idea. it was my idea. 
um, was already preloaded to sit over uh, a limb. Yeah. The one problem he runs into, possibly again, you can come on top. Yeah, so he's uh, 350 into it, into the video here, and he's uh, starting to wind the windlass now. Um, however, it's not on the uh, the outside of his arm. It's it's right by the armpit, so it's it's definitely going to start causing some problems as he tightens it, and then um, as the person rests their arm, it's hard to reassess. Right. We'll keep playing. Does a good radio call for a tourniquet applied, so that way they have the time stamped. Four three nine tourniquet applied. Just, just make yeah. sure because they didn't get a verification. You see now he definitely got it tight enough where that uh, that flow out of the entrance or exit wound is stopped. There's still a lot of excess blood. Is going to be. So he's applied handcuffs now to the suspect. Um, the guy screaming is the uh, passenger who's on the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the uh, the one thing here in the video, uh, the police officer, you know, he of course starts doing his thing, patting him down for weapons and stuff. However, you know, I'd be I'd be wanting to lift that shirt, look for other um, mm -hmm. other bullet wounds, right? Because they put a lot of rounds into that vehicle, and it looks here they just kind of they just kind of walk him to the car. Yeah, they just kind of walk him off to the car, but they should be looking for anything else for sure. Yeah, because it's definitely it's uh definitely went through and through. Mm -hmm. So where did the other round go? Is the question. I guess you know, or where where did that? Sorry, not where did that round go? Did it? Yeah. <laughs> did it go off in the vehicle? Um, at one point, the guy says he shot my dog. Mm -hmm. did, does that one hit the dog? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And you look at you know the initial moments of that video. You can see those three or four bullet holes right in that doorway and by that B post and we all know the position of the body of the driver mm. in behind and he just took one in the arm so it's uh it's high odds he could have taken one somewhere else right. um, depending on how they ricochet and stuff through the, through the metal um so I, I yeah I'd 100% be pulling that shirt off searching for him looking in the armpits looking in those abnormal spots that you might not see anything because those are the ones that sneak up behind you and next thing you know he's he's going unresponsive because yeah. he's hemorrhaging internally and you don't know and it's probably, I mean, I know they shoot hollow points, so it's probably, you know, it could even, when it hit that B-post, could have fragmented, uh, fragmented yeah. you know, what, what caused the wound could have just been half the round. Yeah, and a lot of those, those times when you see the frags, um, it, it's not a, a very large wound at that time, but it's, it's enough to penetrate. Right. Um, so it might not have a lot of blood, um, right. but depending on where it is, like maybe it's, it's the bottom of the chest cavity or something, right? Like, you know, it's still important to know where these are. Yeah. 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 So that's the first one. Um, some some good points, uh, learning points there. Um, obviously the officer had a quick access to a tourniquet. Um, put it on. Um, what we always advocate is when you're pulling the um, tourniquet, you pull it towards your center line, which is what the officer did. Unfortunately, the only thing that would you know I think we could critique. Are we giving it a score of ten? <laughs> <laughs> About an eight. <laughs> no, it was a good. It was a good tourniquet application. Other than a little fast. bit of placement on his um, on his um, windlass was under the armpit, which, like Todd said, it makes it harder to adjust it. It makes yeah. it um, harder than the. Um, I guess he became the patient, so from mm -hmm. subject to patient, 
Um, yeah, just it makes it generally more difficult once you have the windlass in, in an awkward position like that. Yeah, you definitely want it on the outside. Like you know, when we train, like you said, you want to be able to reach across your body with the one with your one good arm and applying it, and vice versa when you're putting it on somebody. You you want that windlass easily accessible because uh, he looks like he actually went had to go back a second time and kind of turn it another time, or I don't right. know if he was just adjusting it. It was kind of hard to tell in the video, right. but it was in that awkward position under his armpit. Yeah. So you know, if that was, you know. External of uh, the uh, the distal end of the shoulder there it would have been a lot easier. I wonder if any of that has to do with. Um, I mean, obviously, he's approaching or he was getting the subject to back up towards him. Uh, you know, staying to his rear, uh, not you know maybe not wanting to to sweep, yeah. yeah sweep around to the side. Yeah. Um, could have come into play, but again, I think going going back to that the app. Application was great. I uh, got it on high, high and tight. Comms were really good, making mm-hmm. sure that they had a timestamp of when that went on. Uh, those are all of the big key things that you're looking for whenever you put something on like that. I think it was, it was really good to see, too, how calm he was giving those directions. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, he was just in a gunfight and you know, yelling to get these guys out and still trying to give them commands and then quickly flipped it to, I have a tourniquet. I will help you, yeah. you know, let me. And then as soon as he got out, it was a very calm and methodical, you know, he applied it, he got on his comms, you know, he was communicating to the other officers. Um, so, yeah, it was good. I'd just add that yeah. placement of the windlass and a quick little RBS on him. Yeah. yeah do that once over real, real fast. Yeah. Okay, next yeah. one. Um, Denver. So, Denver police officer shot in leg during shootout. There's a few different ones on this one. Um, so this one just kicks off right away, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so this is, uh, officers are going to a robbery in progress. It looks, good. It looks like a 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, as soon as they get out of the car, you'll, well, you'll hear. There's no sound right away because they. What are you saying? Lots of rounds being exchanged. I have an officer hit in the leg. Give me cars here. Code 10. Trav, I got you. I got you. Watch out. So you can see the first officer. Um, he cycled around behind the, the officer behind him. I took a round in the leg. Uh, so he cycled around him and then got his tourniquet out right away after that radio calm, saying that he, yeah. he had an officer shot in the leg. Yeah. And the guy that got shot is super calm. He's like, I got shot in the leg. I need a tourniquet. Mm-hmm. It was like... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this happens to me every day. <laughs> but he stayed on target. He yeah. he changed yeah. his mag, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see him looking down every now and then at his leg. There's some bleeding coming down. So it looks like it's above the knee. So you could, uh, in this video, he keeps the, uh, they keep the tourniquet basically in a loop rather than opening it up and putting it on the leg. There's yeah. some advocate open it right up, put it on the leg. Um, under duress, your fine motor control is lost. Mm-hmm. So it's it's harder to get that weaved into Fiend that buckle. Yeah. yeah. So he just got the uh, the officer that got shot to lift his leg up so he could slide it underneath and over his leg. Which is absolutely key because we see that in a lot of videos and a lot of people, they're so focused on 
opening the tourniquet fully, yeah. like fully unbanding it, and then trying to hook it back in. And with the cats, it's a little bit harder to quickly reapply yeah, you can't it. unhook and rehook, yeah. And in another video... Yeah, which we might probably show yeah. <laughs> or talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, blood is slippery. So it, yeah. that adds For to the sure. challenge where this is common sense. Hey, lift your leg. And on it went. So this one is, is a little... This, this one we're watching right now is a little um, debatable. Like, is that a tourniquetable wound, Todd? I would say 100% because it's a bullet wound. There's going to there's be a lot of internal right. uh, damage to it. We don't know the... Um, you know, what kind of damage or arteries or vessels or, or tissue damage is done inside. Yeah. Um, you know, not be a, a lot of um, visible massive hemorrhaging externally, yeah. but it could be internally yeah, at this yeah. point too. Yeah. And, you know, this looks like it's in his upper thigh or somewhere in his thigh anyways. You know, that that's a big meaty portion of your body. So that's going to hide a lot of blood. Yeah. So the wound cavity yeah. could, your be, cavity that, could be, the wound huge. cavity could be huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, I know when this first came out, people were like, well, he's not bleeding that much. Um, you know, obviously in Stop the Bleed, we talk about mm. those that's closed, soaked, um, pulling of blood. Mm. But like you said, the blood doesn't have to be pulling on the ground. It could be pulling inside the cavity. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important too to talk about this. And I know you discuss it when you teach with certain certain law enforcement groups and mm. stuff too. Like, you know, there's, there's timing in tr- these treatable wounds with wound packing or direct pressure. Whereas this... You know they're still in the fight. Yeah, yeah. They, they've they've won they've won the fight for now, but they the suspect isn't cuffed. Yeah. So they they still are in the fight. Um, so doing wound or sorry doing direct pressure or wound packing that takes like you said it takes time and it also mm-hmm. takes hands like yeah. empty hands to do. So quick tourniquet application you can stay in the fight. Yeah, absolutely. So they uh, looks like he's going high above. Over. Resume here. They weren't short. Okay. Yeah. Seven Baker, he's the guy talking right now is actually the one that got shot. That's how common it is. Look at that, eh? Yeah. Marking his marking his own tourniquet time as his partner put the tourniquet on. Very good comms. Get down. Back. Get I'm back. Not, I'm not, I'm not this guy, dude. <laughs> I've got him, Trev. <laughs> so stay, uh, pause. So, again, when we, when we talk about this video in different law enforcement classes, um, you know, staying in the fight's important. Um, having something to concentrate on rather than just, you know, hey, I'm going to sit down and bleed here. Um, I think it's important to keep that, that's your mindset is to stay in that, because he's, he wants to stay in there. He wants to keep the gun on him, stay in the fight until the, uh, the other officers handcuff them so it's i think sometimes when we you put somebody down and you basically treat them like a patient mm-hmm. um they kind of become a patient absolutely yeah yeah whereas if you treat them like i mean we can't do this to people regular people in the yeah. <laughs> like hey buddy just suck it up <laughs> get back in there yeah <laughs> like when you know like so for you know officers and those then that sort of line of work you know, but for a regular patient, we, we obviously mm-hmm. can't tell them to mm-hmm. <laughs> just suck it up and carry on. <laughs> but this guy definitely does that. Um, he, he's staying really on point, though. Like, he's very calm and collect. Um, yeah. There's not a large amount of externally um, visible blood. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, his partner's doing, trying to tell him to do the right thing by getting down. But mm-hmm. I think in a minute he goes, uh, man, that hurt. And the other guy's like, I bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll resume again. 
facing eastbound, our line of fire is eastbound. So at this point, the, the suspect is down. He's just so focused still in there. Mm -hmm. Sit down. I think what actually happens here, he ends up limping away and going helping someone else down the street that got that also got shot in a crossfire. Yeah, because the guy was um, Dude, I got too much crossfire. shooting at the police down the sidewalk and they hit I think a bystander yeah, behind right. him. Other units arrive. So I think again, takeaways from this um, early tourniquet application. I don't know if we need to watch the rest. Yeah, you know, early early tourniquet application is key, um, and just the the calm and collect uh, communication they had yeah. amongst each other, and then also to their dispatch and you know, marking the tourniquet applied. Mm -hmm. Right, that was huge. Um, you know, later in this video, actually, when you scroll down, uh, I think it's about five minutes in. Yeah, five minutes in, they go and render aid to that other victim that we're just talking about as well, right. and it shows him actually um, standing, trying to trying to render aid. Um, right. So it just goes to show you that by throwing that tourniquet on him immediately, mm -hmm. you know, he, he's still able to to move around. It's not like you're laying on the ground getting your your wound packed, right? Like, yeah. like it's it could still use some packing stuff when the ambulance gets there. Absolutely, it's, right. it's not finished. Um, but you know, getting that uh, early tourniquet on, it kept him focused, kept him uh, in the fight, and it kept kept the blood in, stopped stop the hemorrhage. Right. Yeah, yeah, and he was able to still provide other care. Right. I think some good crossover <clears throat> stuff, um, like on the fire ground, we could get impaled. Six ways from Sunday mm -hmm. on oh, yeah, any sure. call that we go to. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're going to be taking steps to avoid that. But I can liken that to this being able to stay calm, like, holy shit, I'm bleeding out everywhere. Like, these mm -hmm. things can happen. But if, if we stay calm, if, you know, whoever, if it was us, if it was one of our team that this happened to, being, being able to keep that, like, that, that sort of cool demeanor while it's happening and keeping those calms clear um, and making those choices quickly. Uh, that's what's going to save, save a life. So. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we talk about our training for the stop the bleed stuff, um, you know, you can make it as basic as you mm -hmm. can for the elementary schools and things yep. like that. But then when we step it up a notch to, um, you know, the fire departments, for example, or, or other agencies, you know, that's, that's the key thing. And like you said, now with our training, you can run sims, run scenarios and throw that into it. And then guys are mentally preparing themselves for it. Yeah. And it's, it's getting those comms uh, in check, like Gash was saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Well, we teach with the uh, law enforcement. It's like, you know, they use sim rounds. So the sim rounds, they got, they got a little bit of a, uh, you know, they're basically like paint rounds. Um, they got a pretty good crack to them. So uh, you feel the pain. And then uh, 
usually one of the instructors, like myself or someone, will come up, and we've actually just started implementing just a regular old, um, like a spray bottle. Right. Um, spray right. bottle with just water in it. Not even uh, fake blood, because, you know, we don't want to stain the guy's clothes and stuff. Just yeah. but, but the fake, the water, and especially if it's warm water, and you just start spraying their leg. Yeah. And you see how long, or arm, or whatever. I mean, you can't even dictate where they got shot, because you don't always feel when you got hit, right? You know, mm-hmm. So they may not know they were hit. So sometimes they're like, well, I didn't get hit. It's like, well, you didn't know you got hit. So we start spraying you know, their leg or their arm. Eventually they realize, like, why is, why is this hitting me? And then what? And then they, so then they feel that wetness. Yeah. Um, if you, and if you kill the lights, you make it dark in there. So then it's actually really, they're kind of like, whoa, am I actually bleeding here? Because, you know, they feel, the, right. they feel the warm liquid running on their leg. They can't really see what it is because they got maybe a flashlight, but they can just see it's dark liquid on their leg. Um, yeah, it really does bring that level up. And you can see people getting nervous about like, oh, shit, I really got to put a tourniquet on here. Yeah. And then, you you know, you're spraying them, you're spraying them in their hands, spraying them in their face. Um, we were kind of playing around with some some glycerin at one point. Um, that would make it actually a little bit... Um, slippery? Slippery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't really use soap because you're still getting it in their eyes or whatever, but mm-hmm. you could. Um, but yeah, just everything we can do to make it more realistic. Yeah, it gives you that, that, uh, that sensory effect, like you said, right? Like, it's just mm-hmm. that... Because you're not going to feel it. Like, especially in those type of, of yeah. sims that you guys are doing, you're trying to get them amped up. Yeah. Right? You're, you're trying to get that, um, uh, what do you call that? Um, fighter flight. Yeah. 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 You're, you're trying to, as best you can, to get that. Stress inoculation. Yeah. Stress yeah. inoculation for your fighter flight experience. Yeah. And uh, having that warm water, like I said, to spray them gives them that reminder that, oh, shit, no, I am feeling something else. Your brains now have to identify it. Yeah. And then react to it. Right. Sometimes I'll like if they're not noticing right away, I'll start spraying them like higher. I'll start spraying them mm-hmm. in the face. Like they're, just, they're I mean they're wearing a mask right to protect your mm-hmm. face from the sim round, but start spraying them under the mask. And then they're like, "What? what is, what's this liquid hitting me?" It's like your your arterial spray is hitting you. Wow! <laughs> and then usually yeah. if they get a partner to come and assist, I'll start spraying the partner in the face if he gets too close to the wound, and I just try to make it as realistic as possible. Really get that get that like into them like oh what's going on why am i why is this happening to me yeah mm-hmm. yeah awesome we want to bring up the uh yeah the, i think uh, let's bring that yeah let's bring the other one up um so next one todd's gonna bring up is um i think this one's from las vegas yeah yeah um and uh again person's running from the police i guess the moral of the story is don't run from the police <laughs> and then don't have a gun when you run from the place. <laughs> right. So this guy, they end up in a gunfight. You'll hear, um, I don't know where this video is going to start. Pretty much right off the kicker here, I think. Right. It's a little bit quiet again because this is a surveillance footage at first. Um, so in the video, you can see the suspect running. Um, police are running right behind him and they're shooting at him. There's a gunfight happening. This is the officer helm body cam now. This is another great video just to show show how fast that mass ram is going. So the article, uh, um, the suspect actually shot 19 times. As a suspect, I'm dying. So a lot of blood loss you can see on the ground there. So they're doing a quick search, making sure there's any more weapons on him. Handcuff him real quick. Most blood's coming out of his leg, his right leg. 
Went off, she got an ankle tourniquet on. Busted it off. I'm working on it! Trying to get the tourniquet. So, pause for a second. So this is, so this is that different one. Now, that he's opened it up. Um, for whatever reason. Um, again, that's how some are trained. He opened it right up, so now it's a, basically a strap. And now mm -hmm. he has to try to weave it back through the, um, uh, the buckle. And there is some issues here. Because yeah. there's a lot of blood right now. Like, you can, you can see it actually pumping out of his leg in a mm. second. No, yeah, so he's, la he's laying prone on the ground, and they, they've got him cuffed. They cuffed him extremely fast when they approached. He was already yeah. prone. And, um, yeah, so a lot of large blood pooling from that uh, right leg. And, uh, yeah, now he's trying to put the strap through and then rebuckle. <laughs> you can see the blood actually yeah, pumping and pooling. Again. Now uh, the tourniquet's popped off because uh, it wasn't quite placed through the buckle properly. It appears. Oh my God! Officer's hands are coated in blood now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blood gets extremely slippery. And that's the angle. Yeah. So, um, you know, a couple things. We're always, you know, you're always like, oh, okay, I'm gonna put my um, in any medical course. I either just took your mm -hmm. course. What are they always like? Is the scene safe? Yeah. I'm gonna put my gloves on. Gloves on. Goggles on. Goggles on. Mm. Um, obviously, these guys—they just had a gunfight. Their scene safety is literally come up, handcuff, quick search around the belt line. Yeah. Uh, obvious place for weapons, and only place a guy can actually probably reach because mm -hmm. he's handcuffed rear. Mm -hmm. um, and then there no gloves, nothing, just right, yeah. in, right into the tourniquet yep. application. Yep, yeah. Because that is so important to get on, because. Yeah, we know how fast you can you can uh, bleed out like that. Um, you know, thirty seconds. Sometimes some of the videos that we show, there's some great videos out there for thirty seconds, and you are completely unresponsive at yeah. this point. There's so much so much blood loss. Um, yeah, the biggest takeaway I think on this one is that that tourniquet application, like you said, he went and unweaved it completely, where he could have just simply kept it attached and put it through the leg. Yeah, especially with them being down through prone. The yeah. Um, it, it would have been a very easy application. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you train all the time with it, like Scott was mentioning, th there's still nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. um, but the downside is, is yeah, you could miss. And it's super slippery. He thought he had it on. It slipped off. Um, yeah, it, it's challenging. So having it attached still, uh, ready to deploy in those limbs, uh, like that, like where, where it's not like an, a, an impingement or something totally blocking it mm -hmm. where you have to um, open it up. Right. But there, there's there's nothing pinning him down. His legs are fully accessible. His arms are fully accessible. Uh, you can just keep it attached. And yeah, one of the arguments was um, was um, that if you move his leg, and if his leg was shattered, say by the round, you can cause more damage because now you're right. it's bone scraping on an artery, possibly doing more damage. But I I feel if you're going to apply tourniquet anyways, I don't know. Don't be thinking that. I know you're writing something down right now. But. Yeah, um, absolutely. With the, uh, like you're talking about, with the bone? Like, yeah, like the, one of the arguments is, well, you know, the reason why you don't want to just slide it over the leg is because if, if you shot and you start putting it over the leg, um, you're moving the leg more than it needs to be moved. And you're, and you're, and oh, like you're talking, if there's fractures. You're doing further damage to his leg. 
But you're going to turn. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's yeah. it's speed here, right? Like yeah. we we need to be stopping that that blood because you know you're going your body's going to have that one chance for those clotting factors. You you don't want to lose that lose that chance. So yeah. we want it on uh, yeah. as fast as we can. Um, you know, people always say, "Oh, bone is sharp if it's f- fragmented and stuff." Absolutely, it's going to tear up and cut up the the yeah. tissues and the muscles around it. But what's worse, that massive amount of blood is yeah. way worse. So we need mm-hmm. to get it on. Yeah. One uh, one interesting thing I found actually last time I talked for uh, with the law enforcement guys was um, we did a scenario where the suspect was shot similar to these actually and uh, the officers had to advance on him and, and cuff him and then apply a tourniquet and the injury was to the arm mm-hmm. so what they do is um, I think one of them one of them went up to apply the tourniquet and they'd already cuffed him so now they're like mm, right hmm. so now they had to undo the tourniquet yeah and we went through the next guys actually came up it was actually pretty cool because uh, the, the one officer put the first cuff on he was about to do the second cuff and the second officer was like, wait a minute, i got to put the tourniquet on first. They slid the tourniquet on first, then cuffed, and then carried yeah. on. It's actually, I was like, oh, that's really, like, really good thinking under stress that you remember to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and meanwhile, I'm also spraying them in the face with blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, you know, it depends on your tourniquets um, you carry, too. Like, the cats, uh, you know, it's a, they're a fantastic tourniquet. Um, yeah. You know, they weren't great for that. But it, again, it's a smaller buckle. Uh, if you need to completely unweave it for that type of an application. Um, whereas the soft tees, it's a bit more of a, uh, a metal buckle with a kind of a clip. Right? Yeah. It, it, you can unbuckle it and then attach it very right. quickly and easily. Um, they're all fantastic, just different personal preferences on how people or what people right. want to mm-hmm. carry or what their industry carries. Yeah. Um, the big thing I think can we kind of touch base on it is is knowing when to do it so is it, is it a crush injury or right like like if, it, if you're entrapped and it's, and you have a limb impingement well now you may need to be putting that tourniquet on um before you unimpinge it yeah before mm-hmm. you before you release it right um so that's when you need to undo it and then and, and apply it right but yeah this one's ready to go for you yeah so we got um another one we're gonna talk about and that's mm-hmm. this is the one we I this, I know and I think we've talked about this in our stop the bleed course. This is where we always we show this is like the opening one we always show, and it's um, bank robber gets shot by the police in Iran, and it's kind of a yeah it's 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 really good in that we use it to demonstrate how long it takes to actually bleed out when no one is there to help you. Mm-hmm. So we always say you know you have to imagine as you're the person you're the bad guy in this scenario and no one's helping you. How long does it take from the time of the gunshot when you get shot to the time that you are no longer able to um, give yourself uh, self-aid? Yeah, render self-aid, yeah. yeah. And again, like, you know, these ones, we're always talking about the shootings and stuff because that's the majority of the videos on the internet to, yeah. <laughs> to right. discuss. But there is some other videos. I think you, you show that one with Mountain Biker. Mountain Biker, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's another Drug another pressure. great one. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he eats shit and, and gets... Kind of just above the nuts in the, in the groin with the uh, the handle and yeah. and know. has an arterial bleed. Yeah. yeah. So there's a shark attack ones or yeah. yeah. There's lots of different. Ones. Yeah. So again, I mean, it's not. I know we're talking about a lot of shooting and stuff and with firefighting podcasts. However, 
there's many yeah. videos and varieties. I think it's always like the the shooting ones are always are always good. They're always the video that you can watch because, like I said, they're almost always going to be filmed yeah. because police police are either filming them through their body cameras or mm-hmm. people know some something bad's about to happen. Whereas right. I guess if you're swimming in the ocean, a lot of times you're not getting filmed. That's just it. There's not many. Before the shark attacks. There's right. not many body cameras of somebody uh, slipping and falling on a piece of rebar, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if it's the first or second video, just as it was about just, well, just as we were starting to, to pause there and take a break from it, you could hear a cue siren pull up. So <laughs> on, a lot of these, on a lot of these things... <laughs> Who else will be coming? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, is EHS on, on route? You know, yes. Mm-hmm. Is fire going to be on route? Yes. Like, these are the calls that we will still be attending. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, maybe not to aid the officer, maybe to aid the bystanders or whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. uh, once that scene is safe, I mean, there's still going to be, I mean, this is, that, that could be a mass casualty type event where, I mean, there was rounds flying like, like crazy. Yeah. So... I mean, where are they landing, right? Absolutely. This can turn into a much larger event where that is something that we would be doing. Yeah. So, And it's our job as firefighters and EMS when we roll out there, too. Like, if there's already a tourniquet applied, we need to be reassessing that and ensuring mm-hmm. it is effective. Right. You know, and not like back in the day. Well, let's just loosen this off now. It's been on for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, don't do, we don't do that. Back in that leg. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you we need to reapply and may, or reassess and maybe reapply a secondary one. A second, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, let, we'll play this uh, this Iranian robbery one. So. so basically, the guy's running around. The guy's a knife running around a taxi. He actually falls. Uh, actually, just there he fell, and it looks like he cut himself with a knife that he had. Pure chaos in this video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one's really important to notice the timestamp when the shot happens. Now. So he's got a lot of blood on his right leg. I've watched this video probably 30 times, and I just realized something. He gets shot in the left leg. And it looks like he already had blood on his right leg. Is that from the knife? I don't know. Maybe we're not seeing the whole picture. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious now. I'm going to rewind this after this is over. Anyways, the person just passed out now. So he went from fully mobile, fully standing, to basically unconscious on the ground in in about 38 to 40 seconds. So a um, lot of blood, um, massive pooling, um, pants are soaked, um, tourniquet, uh, there's no tourniquets available. Um, as we carry on in this video, oh, we won't, but um, what happens is uh, there's a guy in the crowd pulls his belt off, yeah, um, starts putting the tourniquet on, mm-hmm. the, the belt makeshift. Yeah. 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 Um, not ideal because it has no windlass, so you can yeah. only tighten it so much, probably can't tighten it to enough to yeah. pull the blood, mm-hmm. um, but he starts trying to apply something. Um, and this person, you can see in the video, he's, he's already ashen white and, um, on his way. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's actually, uh, <laughs> on his way. I don't know. <laughs> that reminds me actually of a 
of a call um, down the coast we did years and years and years ago. Um, it was a big drive-by shooting into a restaurant and multiple, multiple victims um, when everybody started arriving. And long story short, a bunch of other people got transported to the hospital. Um, there's one person who, I wouldn't say got missed, but was delayed. Mm. And if it wasn't for the actions of the ERT officer um, by taking his um, gunsling off, wrapping the leg, and then taking his baton and using it as a windless strap, yeah. that's what saved this young lady's life. Hmm. Um, 100%. Otherwise, there's, it wouldn't have happened. Um, I can't recall if they actually used tourniquets or why he didn't actually have one on them because there was a lot of victims. Right. Um, but, that, yeah, he, I do remember that, that he used his, his sling from his right. rifle, from his long gun, and then his baton to uh, use for a windlass and, and definitely saved her life. Yeah, she was the last one to be transported to the, to the major trauma hospital there. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to use a makeshift tourniquet, <laughs> make sure you have a windlass. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, very different ways to do yeah. it. Um, we usually show away, like, you get a shirt or a sock or a, or a triangle bandage from a first aid kit. Um, not the new triangle bandages, because they're made out of, like, paper, basically. Oh, they're so thin. They're terrible. Like, they used to be made out of, like, like that. Heavier. Yeah, kind of like, kind of almost like cheesecloth, but it's, yeah. it was a little bit thicker. Um, so that works really well. You just tie like a half hitch <laughs> over the wound, or not over the wound, above the wound, and then um, get your windlass or your stick, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you're an officer, you can put your baton in um, anything, and then tie that into there, and then start cranking it. it was the old uh, wilderness first aid back in the day, man. Yeah. Remember all that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? You didn't yeah, do any of that stuff? Oh, you suck! I did. <laughs> well, of course, it did. you got you're like a gunfight in a camp or a, st- a stabbing in a camp or whatever. You were. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but now carry tourniquets. Mm-hmm. They're cheap, easy. Carry yeah. Them. yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's it for movie watching. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And the other takeaways with that one, like we talked in this episode, we talked a lot about tourniquets, but like that last video, you know, just. Direct pressure. Yeah. Who knows if it would have made an outcome or not. But, you know, do something. Get in there. Expose it. See what you can do. Like, maybe. Maybe some direct pressure would have delayed long enough for, you know, medical aid to arrive. Hard to say. Yeah. But doing nothing, I can tell you 100% what that's going to cause. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On their way. On their way. way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that direct pressure is important. Um, obviously, this you know all of these were were shooting, so they mm-hmm. you know and and most of them other than the flash they, they had yeah they had their tourniquets present. But yeah, direct pressure or or wound packing or both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think too like there's there's some other videos out there that we show in teaching. Um, the one he's brought into a field hospital, mm-hmm. it's like a soldier, and he's got a tourniquet application on. It was in the lower calf, I believe, wasn't it? The yeah. wound. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> the medic there, like that's again like. Just by applying a tourniquet it isn't the end all, right? Like we're still yeah. going to package this wound and, and treat it properly. So we he got back into the uh, the field hospital and they packed it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. yeah, you, you're still not done. He's still God knows how long until a trauma hospital. So they sit there and they pack the wound. They dump copious amounts of iodine, almost too much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they wrap it up. Yeah, they wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. It's just dressing. the first step. Yeah. In yeah, the first step minute of the yeah. treatment. Yeah, you're not like turn, turn it, and I'm good to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it'll fix itself. Yeah, 
<laughs> this yeah. will be fine until somebody else does it. <laughs> that's the first step. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, I think that's it for the review of graphic mm-hmm. videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't want to give away all our fun little video contents, but there's... No, uh, there's always more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, like, you know, this is why the YouTubes are so fun sometimes when you're teaching this type of stuff yeah. is because there's a good variety of video out there you can use for that for you sure. know, that content that we talk about for those high fidelity sims get the buy-in show the students show the people you know this is why it's valuable mm-hmm. right this is how fast this shit happens and if you don't react quickly you're gonna die yeah so awesome stop the bleed month there it is yeah me well Every month should be Stop the Bleed Month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the rest of the month, just let it bleed. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Only Stop the Bleeding Bank. It's just celebrated more this month. You know? Yeah. All the bleeds are getting stopped this month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not getting stopped. Modus. <laughs> hey. Can't stop, won't stop, yeah. Ash, Modus. Going straight to the shoutouts. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Modus. Um, we've been playing with their snagger tools for quite some time now i use it on the call the other day boom nice coming out yeah i, I <laughs> we're such idiots i think you even said that mm-hmm. I, think I, yeah. I mean the, the call was over that you're oh, such idiots yeah he did, yeah, he did, yeah, he did yeah. say that because <laughs> yeah. so uh we had a, a, a another grass fire like yeah surprise, had, like, surprise. yeah surprise surprise it was like 20th one this year right? mm-hmm. since march <laughs> literally since the first of march yeah um so we're fighting the fire. We have a portable pump going off our new tender, and uh, you know, I think we had like a thousand feet of hose out or something we had ridiculous. So much hose, so much hose, yeah. a lot of hose. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was the one I called Warren when he was on the. Yeah, it's one that you uh, once again didn't attend. Thanks. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I was sitting there waiting for the mutual aid call. Jesus. Yeah, we were like, wow, they won't come anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of their area. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> So afterwards, so that's why I'm saying uh, afterwards, I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're breaking down the portable pump. And I'm like, oh, that's a little tight. Reached in my, my pocket, mm-hmm. pulled out my pocket organizer from Modus, found my snagger tool. Yep, and as I'm about to start un- uncoupling, I'm, I look at Ash, I'm like, want to get a picture? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, we're such idiots. But he took a picture. Like, I took a couple photos. <laughs> of <Yeah>. course, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Modus. <laughs> yeah, so clearly it works for uh, coupling, uncoupling hose, uh, advancing hose, hanging your jacket off of things. It's something done it. So they, they've got that. They've got uh, their force entry wedges. Uh, they've got their soft entry equipment now. Mm-hmm. Uh, sharp knife, flowing tool. Um, what else they got? The J-Tool, the soft entry kit yeah, with all the supplies in now, it. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of... Uh, Lots of like pouches, so they got the pocket organizer. Mm-hmm. They've got like their Your mini truck one. Back, um, and then like their bigger kit. I don't know whatever they call that, but yeah, it's like the bigger bag. The utility bag, I think. Utility bag, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, plus, much, much more. Um, the hydrant wrench. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you? What is that hand motion? <laughs> John's over there churning butter. Stirring the pot or churning butter. <laughs> Um, butter churn now? What the? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the motor's butter churn. <laughs> uh, so if you like their product like we do, um, hop on there. Uh, GTFF5 gets 5% off. Lotus. Awesome. Stop the bleed. There we go. Well, 
uh, May Stop the Bleed Month, uh, go online stopthebleed.org. Um, check it out, see if there's any instructors in your area. Um, and again, if you want to be an instructor, if you're curious, uh, anybody, law enforcement, medical license, uh, first responders, things like that, um, you can apply to be one as well. Um, but the biggest, most important thing is to make it fun, make it realistic, be knowledgeable about it, um, and carry a tourniquet on your person out of the wrapper or you're buying Dr. Nick a beer. <laughs> um, yeah, go online. It's, uh, it's super important. It's, it's one of those preventable injuries, right? That it's the mm. one thing we can be doing if there's a massive hemorrhage is getting on it early with direct pressure, wound packing or a tourniquet. Um, it's a very simple way to possibly save somebody's life. Um, with that rescue essentials for sure, um, this month on any of the stop the bleed items and, uh, whether it's, uh, kits, uh, training products, it's 25% off. So go on their website, rescueessentials.com, and under the stop the bleed items, uh, you can search their, all their products. And the code for that is, I think, uh, just stop the bleed. 25% less bleeding. Yeah, I would prefer a hundred percent less yeah. bleeding. But... <laughs> Start with twenty-five. Start with twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, maybe a couple more turns on that windlass. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they uh, they have a lot of cool cool swag on there. Uh, I said they carry all the major brands. Um, I love a lot of their different kits I've purchased from them. Yeah, nice. Um, black rifle coffee. Yeah, absolutely. Um, black rifle coffee company. Um, we've been, uh, enjoying the product. Um, I've been mean, enjoying it more cause I didn't, I didn't bring you the, the rest of the product. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody's uh, enjoying it more. <laughs> I'm all out. Sure I know. still, I put a pretty sizable order in. Um, I don't know I got like six bags or whatever yeah, nice. for the initial order. So yeah, it was, it was good, but yeah, they, they kicked, kicked back and sent, sent us some. So that was really mm-hmm. appreciative. Um, nursery rhyme. They, what? Baba Black Rifle. Have you any? <laughs> have you any have beans? You any <laughs> six bags, six bags full. <laughs> what do they say? We are idiots. <laughs> we're starting it just as well as we're ending it. Uh, um, can hardly imagine these are unpaid ads. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Oh man. They were running a promotion there, though, were they not? Where, like, if you purchased X amount, they yes. would donate firehouse to you. Firehouse coffee. Yeah. No, not firehouse coffee. No, it wasn't. Black a, rifle. No, but it was a firehouse Five alarm. Plan. Five alarm. Five alarm. Five alarm. Firehouse yeah. coffee is a totally different coffee company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, Which is also probably good. Yeah. No, they actually have a new promo, I believe. And if you send in a picture of uh, your crew with your apparatus, mm. um, they may also send you coffee. Right. Well, then. That's why I was asking for that picture today. From you guys, if there's a picture of us that that was one of us in front of the base, oh, we're gonna it. like I'm pho- Photoshop it in. No. Oh, I thought <laughs> we're supposed to be in front of the apparatus with coffee. No, not with coffee. <laughs> no, just, <laughs> well, just how does that work? No, just the members with right. the, the apparatus. I got you. Not, yeah. right, right, right. Black rifle coffee. <laughs> um, yeah. Tanner Olson. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As I'm slowly choking on my water. Uh, Tanner Olson, uh, country western uh, band out of Western Canada. Um, yeah, has some new music out. Uh, was going to come up and support us for our 
um, spring seminar, nineteen ninety six, but we're we're still <laughs> shut, shut down from COVID. So hopefully that can happen uh, again when we get ourselves open back up in our region here. Um, maybe twenty twenty two. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. But uh, yeah, check it out on all the major streaming platforms. He, uh, um, yeah, it's just pretty good music. Mm. I'm a country guy, so yeah, love it. I I enjoy it. One of their latest songs has a square body Chevy on the front. Hey, so. here we go. Mm-hmm. It's got to be good for something. You're a Ford guy. Eh, old square body though. <laughs> There's something to be said. It's like the last good truck Chevy ever built, but I'm taking it. Jesus. Even Chevy guys will agree to that. Maybe not the That's only true. good truck, but they'll at least think that the old square bodies are the best. Yeah. I did pass a uh, broken down Ford on the side of the road coming up here tonight. Oh, no way. It was missing the rear left wheel and half the uh, the box is along with it. Oh, oh. shit. Hmm. Is it a broken down Ford? Is that a smashed up Ford? <laughs> good old found on road dead. Ford, that's fair. Which I can't. I drive a Ford. I like what's fair. There's a rumor helping me here. There's a rumor there. I might be buying a truck. (laughs) And this is helping. He's finally getting more fucking redneck, eh? I know, that's fine. I I have them. Yeah, I'm going to get a cowboy hat and a big water dip in the lid. That's not happening at all. No. (laughs) Ting! So we need the old Spittoon shout out here. <laughs> Who's out there? <laughs> spittoon Company? Yeah, it's a thing. What do they call themselves? Like a mud jug or something? That's gross. What? But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> not my thing. <laughs> it might not be your thing. Sponsored by Lip Cancer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, anyways. And finally, us. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook if you want to after this. <laughs> YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. And that's it. Mm. <laughs> Anything, yeah. any more from any more. Please, I think no. it's time to pull the pin. Gosh. Yeah, thank you <laughs> for all that. Todd. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Stay safe. Stay deep. Yeah.